0: You've been a musician for a long time. What do you get out of it? What does it give you personally?
1: Um, I think it's changed like over the years. Originally, Mm -hmm. it was a way just to kind of deal with um, like deal with being a human, becoming um, calm. Like I think it kind of made it's like a I mean, everyone says it is like therapy, but it really is like therapy. So that was kind of early on. I definitely felt kind of help me through um, just the emotional state of being a teenager mm-hmm. um, and and I think now it's it it's become like a purpose so I it, it really gives me a reason a reason to exist on the earth and um, I don't know I think that's important so'm I'm, I'm thankful to have something I'm good at um, it's yeah. I wasn't particularly great at school. I was good at maths. I was good at maths and music at school. Interesting. Um, so it was nice to have, nice to have something to be, to be proud of. You know.
0: Totally. I think that's something we might. I don't know. Some. I may have taken for granted in the past that I can love something so much, love doing something so much when many people may struggle to find the thing that they're very passionate about.
1: Yeah, I always feel like very privileged to say like to feel like I have a purpose like there's so many people a lot of my friends they just feel like I don't know like I don't know what my purpose is you know Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, so it's 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 reassuring in some ways because you kind of got that checkbox checked the next bit is kind of making it work (laughs) is a whole other story
0: it is a whole other story what what's difficult For you, about making it work,
1: um, so many
0: things. I I don't know. The
1: uh, the like the life of an artist is, um, I mean, it's incredibly rewarding, but it's just nothing. Nothing is secure. Like, there's you're always kind of walking on quicksand. And so, yeah, there's like there's something kind of exciting and dramatic about that. And I think that's part of why people get into artists are drawn to that is because it's it's there is a drama um, Mm -hmm. to that, which is exciting. Um, But it can also be it just is it can be tiring to always to always to not know where you are, you know, to always be changing. And I think that like that is the most. When you're creating, that's kind of the most exciting bit. Is when you're, is when you're failing or on the verge of failing. That is like the most, the most exciting songs that I write seem to come out of that—a sense of uh, not knowing where I am or what I, what I'm doing. Like just having a lack of confidence. I think
0: mm-hmm.
1: it, it that create that creates some, some drama that then that is actually worth talking about in a song, I guess.
0: Yeah. To be up against that amount of challenge all the time, like you'd want to be very grounded as a person, you know, for it to be sustainable. I think there's lots of artists we've been able to enjoy who do kind of burn out Mm -hmm. um, at an early age and we only get a couple of great records from them. So to have a sustainable career over time and be able to manage that emotional intensity but then yeah. you're right, the, the gift is in the challenge and you're backing up against the wall and having to make something work. I think the good stuff probably comes out of those moments, does it?
1: I think so. I think so. Um, and it just I mean, there are moments I, I'm making me make it sound a little bit more dramatic than it is. There are <laughs> certainly moments of of stability, but it's 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 just a never ending journey. Right. And so I. I I think when I was yeah just before I got signed to a a major label, I was thinking, okay, if like if this deal goes through, that's it. Like I'll be, I'll be secure and calm. And I was like, that did happen, and I did feel there was you know like I don't know a good six months of feeling secure. (laughs) But But then, like you realize that like being signed to a major label is like just, it's just. It doesn't really secure much. Um, as soon as you get in, you realize, oh, actually, it's, you still have to keep up that work, work ethic. No one mm-hmm. else is going to, um, you know, a record label isn't going to come and save you. It doesn't save you from your, uh, your penniless existence. Certainly not now. Certainly not now. I wouldn't recommend it now.
0: <laughs> right. So still a lot of self-reliance in the within the label structure is that
1: yeah i mean um i mean i i've been signed two labels first you uni- well first mercury which is part of universal and then warner both have been both are really great uh-huh. um but i think there's a romanticism that we have like as as young artists that i will certainly my generation growing up that it's because record labels were the gatekeepers, that you you there was a perception that once you get signed to a record label, that then then that's all of the gates are open and it's just going to happen. The reality mm-hmm. is like five percent of artists, less than five percent of artists that get signed to major labels, have what they would say what a major label would consider like a successful career. Mm-hmm. So it's still like, yeah, it's still it's still super difficult and um and you 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 have to work harder as soon as you get in a record label as well because you're you you have to well it's just work right you you're you're spending time promoting an album you're spending time on interviews and uh things that aren't necessarily your art Mm -hmm. um but yeah so you need to make time for that as well as um you need to write music all the time um right so, yeah i mean it's i'm not i'm not complaining it's it's difficult in either, either way
0: well there's just like you know i'm in a very kind of dramatic uh, mood today but there's suffering in whatever we choose <laughs> it's kind of like picking your brand of suffering but what what's is it the autonomy piece like not being able to kind of go, oh, I just want to put my attention on artistry right now. That's kind of the zone I'm in, or I'm happy to just be in the marketing zone. Is that one of the main downsides of being as part of a label, or is there anything else?
1: Well, I can only speak speak to my experience, and I would say the the biggest it's mostly getting out of your own head about it, because there mm-hmm. are there are parts of labels. Um, that do that are that do that kind of marketing stuff for you so it's just kind of letting people letting people that you're that are part of your team do their job yeah and not trying to be controlling which is hard once you if you've come from a background of um, I guess like every artist um, of being self-made so you're creating you're creating an aesthetic you're creating, your music mm-hmm. everything you're creating a brand even though i hate that word um mm-hmm. and then your and then you kind of have to let that go and let you know you have to brief the team and hopefully they get it um yeah and like for the most part they do but it's it's just i think i i probably spent too much time worrying about that stuff
0: i know it's a lot of letting go and trusting that they yeah know what they're doing and they're going to make it come across as authentic as possible. Yeah, yep. And in your in line with what you're envisioning, tell mm-hmm. me why you hate the word brand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just, because it, it just because it sounds so like it sounds
0: It's a bit corporate sounding, is it?
1: It sounds so corporate. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's probably, it's probably I do have like a romantic view. I, I, I don't, I don't I just wonder if any artists think about, like any artists, the artists that I love, I wonder if they think about themselves like that. I don't know. Probably some, maybe to some extent. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Just I think I just think the word has like so many connotations of being a commercial product, which which you are as an artist. um, But it's I don't think that's I'm not sure it's a great way to think about yourself. Just because, it, it, I don't know, it kind of creates, a, in me anyway, it can create a layer of um, unauthentic behavior.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's probably I, my issue.
0: I get that. I think it becomes very outcome focused. Yeah, right. You know, you get really heavy on the how things are going to come across, how they're going to be received, who's going to like it, who's not going to like it, where, is we, where are we targeting it? It's all on that outcome. And then when you're there, it's so hard for you to be in the making and the exploration of where the making might lead. And that's yeah. kind of anti-creative, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's something, the brand implies that you have something to sell and that you have an audience to sell to, Mm
0: -hmm. and those
1: are all things true for artists. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't, I don't know, if you're focusing on selling, I think you're, you're not, you're not doing what is great. What is the great thing about art in that you, you kind of, you're affecting the idea for me about art anyway, is to have an impact on people. And But have, a, have an impact on people at, at an emotional level where they almost don't recognize that they're being uh, changed. Um, and so it's kind of like it's a super powerful thing, I think, to be, to be an artist and to have that ability. Um, and yeah, so maybe it's just maybe it's maybe the brand thing is fine. Um, but it's it's more it's even more kind of Machiavellian, I guess. I, I'm thinking about it like affecting. I prefer to affect people at an emotional level rather than on the surface level. So yeah, I guess a good brand does affect people on a, on an emotional level. But anyway, that's that's kind of my goal.
0: I know. I I've been really questioning brand myself recently. Um, and thinking about, God, how wrapped up my ego is in brand because for me brand is a very protective thing it's like me making sure that I'm being perceived in the perfect way that I want to be perceived and of course I actually think that the the way my brand has been if I have a brand uh, online or my personal kind of identity online has been built up has been through not being worried about filtering myself And just being very like shooting from the hip and showing up and being myself and and making a video because i felt like it and not thinking about fitting it into an aesthetic or a thing um and then accumulatively over time you see that i have patterns and consistency in what i say and who i am and what i do and then that accumulatively has created a brand so that's kind of i i think i created a brand by accident
1: yeah that's the best way. That sounds perfect to me. That sounds perfect. It's like not, not thinking about it. That's, yeah, I don't know. This, I think it's just the word. Like, it's just, it. the word has some kind of, there is a contrived thing about it. Like, you're having to contrive something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I don't know, there's also an argument for that, to say that's an, actually not a bad thing. There's... there's uh, are we over? Are we? I feel like there's, there, right now in culture, there's like an overemphasis on relatability. Uh-huh. And so there's, and I've, it feels to me like people are contriving relatability. So it almost yes. feels like counter intuitive <laughs> to me. Because um, it's so obvious. Like, I don't know, it's so obvious, but. To me, well, anyway, to me, it's so obvious when there's people contriving account, uh, relatability. That's so um, true. I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess the 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 ones that are truly uh, relatable are the ones that don't care about that. But yeah,
0: I know it's. I've been doing a lot of thinking about all the different generations as well, and where all the gen- different generations hang out in terms of social media. And you have the very, if you think of LinkedIn. And that's like Boomerland, Elder Millennial Land, and it's all, you know, status, how you're coming across, it's all very um curated, um, professional. Um, and then you have like millennial world of Instagram where we're still curated, but there's a bit of realness coming through. And then you have like your Gen Z world on TikTok where it's all about the relatability. And then is the next one Alpha is it alpha's the next generation, I think, yeah. coming up. Um I'm will be curious to see what their whole thing will be and what they'll be like, oh eye rolling about Gen Z <laughs> Yeah.
1: It comes it comes around to everyone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no. mm. Um, so in the I admire you so much in terms of your ability to be immersed in every aspect of what you do. You are, you know, a songwriter, lyrics wonderful musician wonderful singer performer producer um what's it's probably all your favorite but like tell me how I mean I don't even know if I want to know about process but like where is your most happiest place in that world of creating
1: yeah I I think it's I think it is interesting to break To break all of those elements down and to think about them in detail but it's also i really think it's important to to see to see it as as a whole it ends Mm -hmm. up as a whole um like while i i do enjoy all of those things um writing lyrics uh, melodies blah 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 um but they don't. And my my key thing is that I'm not a massive fan of the word production. Even though, it, like, it's impossible to get away from the term production. But I'm not a I'm not a fan of the concept of someone bringing a demo, and then it being produced by a producer. Um, I think that's a really uh, an old way of thinking about it, especially now when everyone has. You know, if you have a computer, you have the ability to make the sounds that you want. There's no, there's no, there's almost zero barrier. Um, and so, I definitely, I think about it all as one piece, one, one whole container, um, and I only think about the individual parts when I'm doing the individual parts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I just I try not to think about demos, um, and certainly whenever I'm writing a part, um, maybe vocals are the exception, but every every other part I write, I'm thinking about it like that's the final performance. Mm. This is the final part. Like every time, um, and it and it ends up being the final part
0: <laughs> because
1: yeah. like the the recording process is. You're recording a moment in time, um, and, and I, I really try to be true to that, recording that moment in time, and once that recording is done, um, just like freeze it, or the, the thing I do, like getting technical in a door, what I do is I just um, bounce that, that stem of whatever, keyboard part, guitar part, whatever, and take all effects off it. Mm-hmm. Basically, bounce the effects onto it and and save it as audio. So it's like there, that's done. That decision has been made. Like move on. If mm-hmm. you keep everything if you have all of your options always open, um, it's it's really difficult to finish because you're you have too many things in your mind about oh, I mm-hmm. could change this, I could change that. No, like just finish it. <laughs> just just be happy with the part. Um write write a strong part at the beginning and, and bounce it down but like as far as what makes me the happiest um definitely definitely finishing a song um the moment i finished a song i mean mm-hmm. i don't do my own mixing okay so i don't so that but once i've finished a song to a to a pre-mix yeah that's like the most euphoric i guess <laughs>
0: uh-huh
1: other than maybe performing live like i i'm i'm yeah i've had some like great experiences performing live as well. That's a whole different thing. Um, but yeah, as far as creating, it's definitely like the final. Once it's all done, that's that's the best part. Because before then, I'm actually not really. It's not that I'm not enjoying it, but I'm because I'm in. I'm always trying to get to a flow state. Mm-hmm. I'm, I it's all like I don't have a capacity to enjoy the moment. I'm just doing, mm-hmm. and then once it's finished, then I can enjoy
0: it yeah you're just engrossed in it making Mm -hmm. decisions and putting the puzzle together i totally get you i have written one song i've written more than one song but there is one song that i have written (laughs) that i think is one of the best songs that's ever been written and i don't think anyone can ever hear it because it i've tried to i've recorded it i have a demo that i made and then i got it recorded in dublin and then i got it i also recorded it in cork And every time I got it recorded, I didn't, I hated it. I was like, no, it's not, it's different. And I think it's everything to do with my crappy limited piano playing. Um, That there's like magic in my limitation as a piano player. And there's like a real heartbreak in my voice when I sang it originally. And I can't seem to find that again. And so I totally get you kind of, Being not precious, but like not start, like not like. Oh, this is the dummy round, and then we make it good later. I I I love that thought.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's yeah, that's exactly why I try and do that for exactly that reason. It's just so hard uh, to recapture that excitement you have when you're creating. Yeah. Uh, So just make sure you do it good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. When you
1: when you're doing it.
0: I know and it's like it's it's kind of a similar reason why some these podcasts like what we're doing now right now it can be challenging if i get into my head that we can stop and edit i get out of flow and so um and it i and it happened to me on one of the interviews where i made a mistake and then from then on i was just out of flow because i was like oh we this isn't this doesn't like we can just change this we can just edit and it's it's yeah. not the mindset to to perform and make with is it
1: no i mean i'm gonna sound like a total hypocrite now because i the one the one thing i give myself um leeway on is recording vocals uh-huh. and i really do uh record a lot of like between 20 and 60 takes
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and it's yeah, it's probably because that's where the most fluctuation is. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly, I'm mostly doing it for mood. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, I mean, it's nice to have a good, a few good takes in the same moods, in case like I mess up or whatever. But yeah, that's I can't. I don't know if I could. I think that would be that. That cr- like the the craft of singing. Um, in one take I, I don't know it just doesn't exist anymore obviously people do it live um, but I th- it's interesting when you're writing this is like the downside of thinking about like everything, nothing is a demo the downside is you don't end up practicing so you don't I don't end up practicing the singing much mm. I just record because I'm not sure of the mood that I want Mm-hmm. And because I don't have feedback, you know, like I've I've only got my ears, um, which which is which is like an incorrect way of evaluating things when you're singing because you can never get the sound that's resonating in your head as well,
0: mm-hmm. as well as
1: performing. Anyway, my point is, um, I I think I think it's fine, I think it's fine <laughs> to do to do vocal to do lots of vocal takes. Um,
0: yep. Yeah. I know I've I've been in studio with co- singers that I'm coaching and it's it like can be word by word right and I'm like no it's uh, no it's like this about no <laughs> and we're literally <laughs> going like can we get 40 we'll do 40 of the the of the beginning <laughs> right yeah right. Know, can we get really macro or micro um yeah. but yeah I'm that's a whole other art as well like and it's something that I and, and I think you encourage in our group and true artists that um, even though singers find it really overwhelming to become their own producer I'm like aspire to be your own vocal producer because within that there's a whole art to producing your vocal as well as delivering your vocal am I right in thinking that
1: yeah absolutely I like I totally agree and I actually think Singers make great producers because we spend we've spent all of our life listening and reproducing sound, like you know reproducing sounds with our with our vocals, but that require that requires a lot of listening skills
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and so really the battle is a confidence battle. Mm-hmm. Um, the battle is, um, is my is my taste. Good enough, because like okay, so there there are there are some technical challenges of but they're really not as big um as they're not as scary as um, most singers think they are. singers have a huge advantage in that their ears are usually much more developed than mm-hmm. um musicians and certainly more developed than most people that would just call themselves producers okay. uh so. If they just spend focus a little bit more time on learning a few things, learning how, learning what the options are for vocal production, um, you know, no one, no one is gonna produce your vocals as well as you are, because you can't, you know, you're, you're the one that knows your voice the best, um, And once you have the options, once you know what the options are, then you can get really creative with it. And I think that's part of a vocal sound is the vocal production. Mm -hmm. Um, Not not always, not for every artist, of course, but that can be like a big part of your your identity, your identity as an artist. There's been some, I mean, there's been some people that have done that and and had a lot of shit because of it. Like I'm thinking of T-Pain right now (laughs) Uh with his, with his, you know, like he, he got a lot of shit for for over using auto-tune, but Uh that was his, that became his sound, right? And he's, he's actually, I mean, he's actually an amazing singer really, but anyway, there's, there's certainly more options than just auto-tune and, and that can become part of your aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, And I think that's, if you, if you're working with like five different producers, that's going to be hard to maintain that aesthetic across producers so you know if you if you have a language at least if you definitely want to work with producers if you have a language at least which you can communicate with those producers about the sound you're after that's like at, at least get to that level
0: mhm i think they i think it's a mindset shift of there's a lot of expression and composition and artistry in the production like in all music production but like maybe particularly for singers in the vocal production um and so it's not just a deliverable it's not just a kind of an I think they they feel like it might be oh I just need to sing it into the mic and then they just press a few buttons and I don't I don't know if every singer recognizes the level of expression and that that can go into the production and that they have they can access I I feel like your kind of passion. Am I right that you're passionate about getting them over that block of oh that's not me. I'm not an engineering type, and I think that that's a re- a really amazing carrot on a stick for them. That like you have one of the hardest to learn skills already, like as an advantage.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. That's it. The you know, like producers spend thousands and thousands of hours getting to getting to the skills that a lot of singers already have Mm. Um, you know so yes okay yes as singers if you're just coming from a like i've only done singing all my whole life um if you're just coming from that perspective then it can i totally agree it can look daunting and there's like a million knobs um, Mm -hmm. to learn but it's just not as it's not as it's not as difficult as it seems and i think it just you know like it needs If you have someone walk you through it, um, it can become a lot easier. And uh, I think just a lot more rewarding to to feel like you're in control um, of more things. And then you you become reliant on just on yourself. Or, you know, I'm not saying it's definitely good to have other people in your team. I definitely encourage people to do that. but without without knowing how to produce sound, you're really relying on someone else to to make a big part of your identity
0: mm. uh,
1: so I mean take that's that's the kind of fear fear motivator I guess but i i really i think it's important
0: super important and it's just for the sustainability of it for them as well, like constantly having to hire producers and bring people in and spend a lot of money and um and it it maybe not all not being perfectly what they had envisioned it being close pretty close pretty amazing but you know i think and within our community i feel like most of them are in a similar boat in terms of where they're at with production um you, some are more skilled than others for sure but i i think that they that's that makes it a lot easier when you're like, oh, I'm not the only beginner. Like these aren't stupid questions, and I've seen so many of the singers come through the chorights with you and Ali, um, just being kind of blown away by themselves, being like, I can't believe I made that. What the hell? I don't. I didn't realize it was just that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's so nice. That's a lovely thing about the community. Is that is. Yeah, everyone everyone having having those aha moments are just so mm-hmm. uh, so rewarding.
0: Mm-hmm. When did you start like mentoring and coaching artists and why do you do it?
1: Um, <laughs> why <laughs> uh, I started okay, so my, I was um so from like two thousand and nine, I was um in a band that was uh, touring. Um, and I was making a living from that and had some amazing, you know, amazing journey that was. Um, but when the pandemic had that, when the pandemic hit, that kind of all fell to pieces. I think just, I think it was kind of broken before the pandemic. It's just that was like the the thing that really made it clear.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and at that moment, I, I, okay, so from a selfish point of view, I think it's, important to be around other artists that are that are doing what you're doing Uh um you know like i have friends that are not in the industry and obviously they're they're good friends but if you need to be i would recommend every artist be involved in a community where they are going through the same things together Uh it's just super powerful because you are what you give your attention to and and if you're attention is on something else, um, then you're not gonna be going following the artist path. Uh and so the more so from that point of view, I just love talking to like minded people that are doing cool things. Um and from the other point of view, you know, like I've been doing it for a long time and I do think it is nice to give back, like to to share all the things that I've learned. Um, I had mentors when I was just starting out. Um, and, you know, they were invaluable. Some of, some of them didn't know they were my mentors, but they they mm-hmm. they just happened to be the people that I would talk to and now other musicians and, and managers. So yeah, it is nice to kind of repay that, like repay that into, uh, into the world.
0: Yeah, I know, I mean, the amount of artists that i've had come through the program or that i have you know that you've interacted with on the community or that i've said oh you know ask rad get in touch with rad about that that have come back to me being like oh my god i can't get over how helpful how generous he was how sound he was like i was like yeah, he likes doing it he really enjoys like he told me he likes helping people he it's his it's, it's his thing yeah, yeah no, yeah i yeah i i love it i love it <laughs> Um, any final advice for new artists?
1: Well, well, actually, yeah, I think the, the important thing, it's actually like the new, new, new artists, it's, it's not easy, but it is kind of simple in just what I was saying before that you are, you become what you give your attention to. So just decide early on what you want to be like, and that can change. Like, don't worry about it. If you change your mind, that can, that's fine. But, like, decide, have a vision in your mind about what you want to be. And then just everything, everything that isn't that, just don't focus on it. Um, just focus on that, that one path to get you to where you want to go. And and if you and obviously that's easier said than done. And and I, and I would say if you're struggling with that, um, you know, get learn how to do self-hypnosis and change who you are, change into the person that can do that. Yeah, for, so that's, I think it's reasonably straightforward. And obviously having, you know, being involved with other people doing it like yourself, having a teacher or whatever, oh, that's all great. It, it becomes a little bit more tricky. I don't love to give kind of general advice to people that, that is intended for people that have been doing it for a few years. Cause I think those, once you've been doing it for a few years, it becomes infinitely more difficult to take general advice at that point you really need you need some trusted people in your life
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that know you uh, and, and obviously that you respect and uh, get on with and those are the people that can kind of un- unlock any blocks that you have to continue creating, and it's—I I know it sounds all vague. I just—I just don't love to give kind of general advice to those people because I know myself. I had kind of—I took on some general advice, kind of in my in mid-career, and it was kind of like a weird, um, sent me down like a completely wrong, <laughs> wrong mm-hmm. direction. Um, so yeah, find someone that, find someone that knows you. Um, mm-hmm. And, and that can basically help you keep doing that's the thing that's the thing is to try and just make sure you're doing all the time and if you want it like it's absolutely cool to study um, i i'm not anti-study i love studying music but i would just unless you want to actually be an academic like if you want to be a music academic cool okay. study like study music until spend 100 percent of your time studying music but if you're not wanting to be an academic, focus on doing, like maybe spend 10% of your time learning and the rest of the, the rest of your time doing, um, that's when you figure out who you are and you figure out the stuff that you actually need to learn.
0: Totally. I think I have been inspired, my, some of my values have evolved through the process of running my program um, because I've been inspired by you and I've been inspired by Ali and one of the main values I have is like I've always had this as a as a teacher to do to walk the walk you know and this is something I really appreciate about having you and Ali coaching and mentoring the students now because you are in it and you are doing it and you are kind of out there getting the finding it difficult sometimes finding it challenging and navigating those hurdles all the time I think that's really important for them to see because they're always going to mirror what we're doing. So like we have to be really conscious of what we're modeling. Um, and I love that as a value that it's very much action orientated. Um, and I also think that, you know, what you're saying about community and having and building your network and having those people on the journey with you so that you have people to advise you on which turn might be the best turn to take next. So developing that, cultivating that network around you, that team around you over time is really important, isn't it? And I think we work really hard to try and make sure they're all connecting and working together and collaborating and, um, cause yeah, that's probably where the, t- the two, it's, I have an aha moment myself every time I do these interviews. So I think like my aha moment right now is like, oh, the prime like values of true artists are community collaboration um and doing and learning from the doing and being as proactive as we can be
1: yep absolutely
0: yay well mm. um, we're so lucky to have you i'm i'm delighted we crossed paths back in 2021 and excited for what the future will bring and excited to share your music and everything that you do with people as well
1: Thank you so much. Yes, Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure.
0: Thank you.